Welcome to the Originaires podcast. Now, no one likes a rude guest at a party, but there's one guest that not only likes to turn up uninvited into our thoughts, but likes to insult us too. That's our inner imposter. Do you ever worry that you are not really good enough? Maybe you question your capabilities or wonder whether you deserve to be in your position or be in business despite the positive traits you possess, your achievements or the compliments you receive. Perhaps you secretly worry that at any minute people are going to find out about these doubts and believe that they're true. And what if, when they do, you lose your position, your clients or your reputation. These kinds of thoughts are all a result of doubts planted in our minds by the inner imposter. The part of us that feels we don't deserve to be where we are in life. This feeling is better known as imposter syndrome and it presents on a wide scale from small doubts to crippling anxiety. In today's episode of the Originers podcast, I'll be showing you that you are not alone. Many people, including some leading figures, are troubled at times by feeling an imposter. I'm going to show you how you can recognise a feeling and what you can do about it so you never hold yourself back and you can feel great about your achievements. Originers are driven by their ideas, their passion and their desire to make things happen. They are made for something special. What makes them unique is their blend of experiences, skills, personality and values. This means no one else thinks, speaks and does things exactly like them. This originality gives them their greatest opportunity to stand out, make an impact and succeed with their ambitions. When you are an originer, your voice makes the future. Welcome, I'm Loretta Milan, communication expert and host of the Originers podcast. Imposter syndrome involves doubting your abilities to the extent you may sometimes, or a little too often, feel a fraud. The concept of imposter phenomenon, as it was first known, was developed by psychologists Pauline Rose Clance and Suzanne Imes as part of their founding study back in 1978, which was centred around high-achieving women. To quote the study... Despite outstanding academic and professional accomplishments, women who experience the imposter phenomenon persist in believing that they are really not bright and have fooled anyone who thinks otherwise. This struggle continues for many today and it's important to mention that challenges with feeling an imposter aren't restricted to any single gender Anyone can experience it at any time. In fact, some high-profile names have been open about their challenges. Sheryl Sandberg, 
former COO of Meta and a vice president of Google, wrote candidly about frequently feeling inadequate and undeserving of her accomplishments in her book, Lean In, which I read recently. Others have talked openly about their challenges too, including First Lady Michelle Obama, Emma Watson, Lupita Nyong'o, Ellie Goulding, Bella Hadid and restaurateur Wolfgang Puck. Surprisingly, the greater the achievements, the greater the doubt can be. In an article in which Charlize Theron discusses facing imposter syndrome in Harper's Bazaar, the interviewer comes to the conclusion that even if you are at the very top of your game, you rarely feel that you deserve to be there. So imposter syndrome is not a sign that you are weak, undeserving or not good enough. Looking at the evidence, some of the most successful, high achieving are affected. If this is the case, what does imposter syndrome really mean? Well, firstly, it means that you are self-aware and that's a good thing. A healthy degree of introspection and doubt can actually help you make better decisions, learn and grow. Too much doubt, however, can be crippling and cause mental distress. It can even cause burnout from an endless drive for perfectionism and a desire to meet expectations that may be unattainable. Too little doubt, however, can lead people to become arrogant and boastful and fail to realise where they have a critical need to develop. So how do you get the right balance? There are four things you need to do to combat imposter syndrome for good. The first is to appreciate your journey of growth. Whenever you acquire knowledge or skills, you progress through four phases of learning. The first is unconscious incompetence. This is essentially where you don't know what you don't know. At this stage, the thing either seems impossible or easier than it actually is. People may experience extreme doubt, thinking they'll never be able to do it, or overconfidence, figuring that, oh, anyone can do that, can't they? I should be able to do it. It's got to be easy. With some learning, you then progress through to conscious incompetence, where you become aware of just how much you don't know, and it all seems like it's much more difficult than it originally seemed. This is when imposter syndrome can be rife. But when you keep going, you'll become more skilled and knowledgeable and will reach a stage of conscious competence where doubt should subside somewhat. Eventually, if you continue on, you'll become a true expert in your skill or knowledge area. This is when you can usually do something almost naturally, like driving a car without thinking about it. This fourth stage is called unconscious competence. The problem with reaching this stage is that you can grossly underestimate your abilities because they feel so automatic, so everyday. It may not feel very special. By the time you reach this level, you'll know that life is a continual journey of learning. You'll be very aware at this point that it is impossible to know everything. 
as the wonderfully wise headmistress who delivered many assemblies while I was at junior school often said, you learn something new every day because the truly wise know there's always more to know. So to overcome imposter syndrome, it can help to both acknowledge this and look back at your learning journey objectively. Look at where you started, what you've done to develop, the training you've done, the projects you've completed, the achievements you've had, the people you've helped, the satisfaction you have felt. Look at the real evidence. It's there if you'll see it. Record it in a timeline or a journal or a scrapbook of achievements. Revisit it whenever you have doubts. You've really done all of this and you have it in you to succeed at whatever is coming next. And if you are still on a journey of development, know that we all are. We are all at our best when we continue to grow. The second thing you can do to combat imposter syndrome is to focus on progress over perfection. The drive to be perfect can be a key factor in feeling like an imposter. But perfection can be near impossible to reach. If we hold an impossible image of ourselves in our minds, how are we ever going to feel enough? A better way to think about your goals is not how can I reach perfection, but rather, why am I doing all this? What am I doing it for? And how can I make the process as fulfilling as possible? When I was doing my classical music training when I was younger, I would push and push to perfect some of the really tricky pieces because the environment was really competitive and there was a lot of pressure on me to become a very talented musician. I would practice a couple of bars over and over for hours in frustration, trying to make the piece my image of perfection. After years of doing this, I ended up reaching a block and cut back on playing, believing that I just wasn't good enough to do it professionally and that I'd never get any better. Instead, I redirected my creative energies and my desire for expression and put it into writing, storytelling and building a career in communication, which just seemed to flow so much more naturally. This was largely because I wasn't pressurising myself to be perfect, but instead I had the aim of making a difference. A few years later, though, when I met my partner, I noticed he had a piano in his dining room. I mentioned that I used to play all the time. He asked me to give it a go and so I fished out one of my old music books and played a piece of Chopin, one of my favourites. That day, I realised why I'd started playing the piano in the beginning. I'd played for the enjoyment of making music and the enjoyment of others. Because the process felt fulfilling once again, I played more and stuck at it. Instead of pushing for perfection, I simply aimed to make progress each time I ran my fingers over the keys. As time went on, without realising it, I'd surpassed my previous ability without all the frustration and the heartache I'd previously experienced. And I no longer felt an imposter because I was no longer trying to be a perfect pianist. I was simply trying to play 
enjoyable music. So why do you do what you do? And what do you need to do to make progress feel fulfilling for you? The third thing you can do to combat imposter syndrome is to set fair expectations. Other people's expectations or our perceptions of them can lead to feelings of being an imposter, as can the environment we're in. Maybe it's competitive, demanding or complex. Or maybe you're new, different or have different perspectives to others around you. This can lead to feelings that you are not good enough, especially if others are vocal or there are lots of ambitious individuals around you. Maybe you find yourself comparing yourself with others. When you do this, beware that we all have more information about ourselves than we do about others and so it's impossible to compare ourselves fairly. It's unfair because we see all our flaws and few of others because we only see what's outside of them. So we are inevitably harsher on ourselves, thinking that there is more wrong with us and this is just false. The impact of expectations, environments or comparison doesn't have to be current past experiences of all these things can affect your present beliefs. The first thing you need to do is separate yourself from the situation for the moment. Take an objective look at yourself and the evidence as if you were a supportive friend or coach looking at yourself. Do you have the skills, knowledge and experience you need to do what you want to do? Remember, you don't need to be perfect. What matters is, can you do what you want to do? If there's something you need to learn, identify this as an opportunity, but question yourself if you're letting it hold you back. Could you learn it on the journey? Use healthy doubt as motivation to do what you need to do, but keep it in check. If you're in the wrong environment, is it time for a change? Or is there something you can do to improve relationships or manage expectations or get support to do so? Never let an environment crush your spirit. Know your value and what you can offer. And when you set expectations of yourself, be fair. Often we can be tougher on ourselves than we are on others. What really matters to you? And what can you really achieve in the timeframes you've set for yourself? As a check, if a friend or family member told you these were their expectations for themselves, would you feel that they were fair? If so, you've got the green light. The fourth thing that you can do to combat imposter syndrome is to avoid the shiny object trap. This is when something new or something else someone else is doing seems more exciting or better than what you are doing. It seems shinier and way more interesting. This can lead to you doubting that you, your career, your business or something else about you is inadequate. You can feel that this thing you love that you've put so much time into is just not good enough. The problem is exasperated by social media when we can be bombarded with posts about other people's successes. Now, it can be great to get ideas and inspiration from sources all around you. 
This can help to keep your imagination fired up. But it becomes a problem when it distracts you, causes you to destructively doubt yourself or your path or get you to go off track. So what can you do? The first thing is to separate people, stories and inspiration. The first thing is you cannot be someone else. They are them, you are you and you will achieve things in your original way. That's what makes you special. Then there are the stories that come with the shiny things that other people are doing. These bring learnings. Is there something you can take away from this that you can apply to your own journey in your way? Finally, there is the inspiration from these shiny things. This could be new ideas for a business, career, a particular method, process, technique, product, service, or something else that captures your interest. If you tend to respond to new ideas with excitement or envy, the best thing is to write these thoughts down in a notebook and promise to return to them in seven to ten days unless there's a reason why you must act sooner. Once this time has passed and the emotions associated with the ideas have had a chance to cool a little, look back at them and ask yourself whether pursuing this idea is better or worse than your current plans in terms of how it would help you achieve your current goals, whether this idea takes you closer or further to where you want to be in life. Would the delay in switching ideas be worth it? Would you find the process fulfilling? What will it cost you in terms of time, money and other resources? And is this worth it for you in terms of the alternative result? And finally, is this idea aligned with your values? It can help to close your eyes and imagine yourself going down that path and what it would really be like. Try the idea out for size, like a new dress or suit. Do you like how it feels? Does it fit in well with your life? Notice how the focus is not on whether you are good enough to do it, but rather on whether the idea is right for your life. Because whatever path you take in life, whatever skills and experiences and learnings you have, you are always good enough. This is so important that we have a whole episode dedicated to this and I'll link to it in the show notes. You can never be an imposter because no one else can be you. You are an original. So if there's something inside of you claiming to be an imposter who tells you that you are not good enough or that you don't deserve to be here, that you don't deserve what you have or you don't deserve your achievements, it's lying to you. It's time to silence that voice. Healthy doubt is your friend when kept in check. It helps you make good decisions, ask good questions and know when to grow. But an important truth remains. You are good enough. You do deserve to be here. And what's more, you are here for a reason. So, what are the most important takeaways from this episode of the Originers podcast? One, imposter syndrome is rife. 
and can affect anyone at any time. It involves doubting your abilities to the extent you may feel a fraud. It is not a sign of weakness and is common among high achievers. Two, a degree of self-doubt is healthy. It means you are self-aware. It can help you make better decisions, learn and grow. It can protect you from arrogance and failing to recognize where you need to develop. But too much doubt can be crippling. So learning a healthy balance is essential. Three, there are four things you need to do to combat imposter syndrome for good. Appreciate your journey of growth. Focus on progress over perfection. Set fair expectations and avoid shiny object syndrome. Finally, remember, although growth is amazing and it's so important, you are good enough and you are here for a reason. We hope you found the lessons in this podcast valuable. In the show notes, you'll find a link to the article which accompanies this episode. It includes all the lessons we shared with you today. Now is the greatest time to use the unique blend of experiences, skills, personality and values that make you an originer to stand out and succeed with your ambitions. The Originers podcast features expert tips and ideas to help you do this in a way that is not only effective, but feels great. You'll also enjoy regular inspiration from Originers around the world. Subscribe now because, Originer, this is your time. Your voice makes the future.